One of the most common questions I'm asked in the property management industry sounds something like this. Hey, Mark, what is your process as it relates to, and then fill in the blank. It might be, what's your lease renewal process? It might be, what's your applicant screening process? When do you notify an owner of maintenance and when do you not notify an owner of maintenance? And those are all very important processes, policies to have in place but those processes are determined by and large on the by the principles of your property management business. Have you ever thought through the principles of property management? Because if your principle, for example, is to be a full service property management company that takes all of the hassle off of owners, then your process for owner involvement in the applicant screening process will look very different from a company who says, no, 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 our principle is to keep the owner very involved and let them make decisions. So I want to share with you today several principles that we have adopted in our property management company. And once you get clarity on these principles, it makes the creation and the flow of your processes so much simpler. I'm going to share with you six principles of property management. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of the Property Management Business Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Cunningham. Before we get into the content of the principles of property management, I want to share two quick announcements with you. Announcement number one is a couple places that I'm going to be speaking that I would like to invite you to join me at. I think they're going to be fun, fun events. The last week of March, March 27th, 28th, 29th, California's NARPM group, that's the National Association of Residential Property Managers, they have their annual state event. Now you think, well, Mark, I'm not in California. I'm not in California either, my friends. I'm in Colorado, but I'm not going to miss up an opportunity to go to Napa, California and hang out with a group of really sharp property managers. I'm going to be giving the opening keynote talk on the trends in our industry and even more exciting the day before we're they reached out to me they asked me if i would come out and do a day zero event have you heard of a day zero event day zero means the conference hasn't started yet but anybody that wants to register that has registered for the conference can do an add-on day a day zero where i'm going to be speaking for a full day on the topic of how to run a successful property management business, the business end of the business. I'm going to be giving attendees our property manager system manual and our CEO dashboard, and I'm really looking forward to that. So I hope to see you out there. If you're in California, you definitely need to come to this event. Even if you're not in California, consider going out. I think you would find it fascinating because what happens in California makes its way to other State. So that's going to be the last week of March. And then the middle of April, the week of April 16th, I'm going to be out in Florida. I hope to see you, my fellow property managers, at the annual NARPM. That's the National Association of Residential Property Managers. I know it's a mouthful. The NARPM Broker Owner Event. They have an annual event in Amelia Island. I will be speaking out there as well on a couple different topics. I hope you will attend one or even better yet, both of those events. Jump on our website, pmbuild.com. You can see everywhere that I'm going to be speaking in 2024 and hope to see you at one of those events. That's announcement number one. Announcement number two. 
So we have our website, pmbuild.com. And on our PM Build site, we offer all sorts of different uh, free videos, but we also have some paid for stuff. You can buy our system manual packages, which is the actual playbook we use for every position in our company from director of leasing to property manager to director of accounting. We have those. We have uh, training material, video training material on how to market your company. We have training material on how to be profitable in this business. We have a video coaching group. It's a paid video coaching group you can sign up for. Well, that's not the announcement. The announcement is we partnered with Enterprise Bank. So Enterprise Bank, if you're a property management company, you should be using Enterprise Bank for your bank trust accounting for a variety of reasons you've probably heard me talk about in the past. But we, PM Build, we are now eligible as a vendor through Enterprise Bank so that if you are a client of Enterprise Bank, you can use your credits, your earnings credits. And if you're a client of theirs, you know what I'm talking about. You can earn use your earnings credits to purchase anything we have on our PM Build site, even video coaching, even one-on-one -on -one coaching, even the Visit Grace events we have where you can come out to our office in Denver and spend two days with me and my team. So if you're a client of it, if you're not a client of Enterprise Bank, sign up, number one. Number two, if you are a client, check your earnings credits. And if you want to utilize those for anything we have on PM Build, what you would do is just go to the website, pmbuild.com, Drop me an email from there. Ask me how. I've got to bill them. It's a little bit uh, tedious, but we bill them. They send that, and then you can come visit me all on the dime of Enterprise Bank and Trust. Okay, here we go with our conversation on principles of property management. What I don't mean by the principles of property management is anything that's like squishy and feel good. So if you're thinking, oh boy, Mark's going to talk about like motivation and uh, how we got to keep our culture strong. No, no, no. That is not at all what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the rock solid grounding foundational principles of your business that you will not waver from. These are the things that your policies, your checklists, your processes are designed to ensure this particular outcome. So for example, for example, here we go. Principle number one for us is this. The job of a property manager is to make problems go away fast. That's it. Now, that is a principle for us. You say, well, Mark, I don't understand. I mean, that, that sounds fine, but what do you mean it's a principle? That means every policy, every process, everything we have in place must be designed with the sole goal of making the problem go away. We're in the problem-solving business, my friends. The phone doesn't ring with good news. Think of yourself as a fireman. The fire department phone doesn't ring for someone to be like, hey, just want to let you know everything is going fine at my house today. That call doesn't come. When the phone rings, there's a fire. It's kind of the same thing in the property management industry. When the phone rings, it's because something broke, somebody can't pay rent, somebody violated a lease. And so therefore, when we spring into action, what we're not going to create our processes around, because the opposite of making problems go away, would be things like winning. Like, I want to be right. That tenant snuck a cat into the property. I'm going to get them. And then they lied to me. And I saw it walking on the windowsill. Oh, they are. I'm so mad. They're in so much trouble. I just, oh, it just burns me up. The way you behave in that situation, if your goal is to make problems go away, it's going to be very different. 
Because now when you see the cat walking across the window ledge, you think, oh, okay, well, they brought a cat in. How do we resolve this issue? Do I need to make them get rid of the cat? Maybe. Can we sign a pet addendum and get the cat added to the lease? Maybe. What's going to make the problem go away best? Oh, the tenant hasn't paid rent this month. Well, do we go to court or do we negotiate to get them out to make the problem go away even faster? Now, this can be hard for those of you that are hard driving type A personalities because you want to be right, you want to fight, you want to win. And if your goal is to make the problem go away, sometimes it means you don't win. Sometimes it means you have to write a check to a property owner for something that you did not do wrong. Yeah, wasn't your fault at all. It was a vendor's fault maybe, but you do it. Why? Because your goal is to make the problem go away. And we did add the word fast in there just recently. So that's our principle. Everything we have in our business is going to be designed. So my PMs know that if something comes to them, a problem comes to them, what's their, what's their goal? How should they be behaving? They need to make the problem go away. And if they can't make the problem go away and they bounce it up to our VP of property management, she knows, Christine knows that she needs to make that problem go away very, very quickly before it gets to Mark. Because if it gets to Mark, guess what's going to happen? It's going to get resolved in about five minutes because I'm going to make the problem go away. We're just too busy not to make problems go away. Principle number two, we are not designed to serve every owner client. We are not designed to serve every owner client. Do you believe that? Or do you think that when a lead comes into your office, your sole purpose is to close down that lead, to sell them? to get them to sign up. If your principle is that, to sell them, to get them to sign up, you are gonna approach that owner lead very differently than I'm gonna approach the owner lead, believing, per my principle, that we're not designed for every owner client. So instead of going into sales mode, telling them how great I am and telling them the features and benefits and why they should work with me and what a great job I'm going to do. Well, hold on. I don't want to go there yet because I need to determine whether or not they are a good fit for the way we do business. And what we've discovered over many, many years is not every owner client is a good fit for the way we do business. And that doesn't make them bad people. It doesn't make me right and them wrong or vice versa. It just means that we've designed our business in such a way for a specific type of client. I say, well, what type of client is that, Mark? And that's a fair question. We are designed for owner clients who want to be hands off of their property. We are designed for owner clients who want full service, a full service experience, meaning they don't get bothered with things. Now, that's not every client. Some clients like to be involved. Have you talked to the potential owner client who says, well, you know, please do call me before you do any, anything. And you say, well, I don't want to bother you. And they say, oh, it's no bother at all. I'm, I'm retired and I don't have a lot going on. And I live next door to my tenant. So I, I'm going to see anyway. You're thinking, oh, this, this doesn't sound like the ideal situation. Maybe it's not. Because we recognize on the front end that we're not designed for every owner client. So when an owner client contacts our office. And the first thing they say is something like, uh, so Mark, tell me why, uh, why should I choose you? What makes you guys special? We had that question just the other day and our response is a little bit different instead of saying, oh, well, because we have great technology. 
Uh, because we've been in business since 1978. Because I will treat your property like it's my own. That's my least favorite answer. If, you, if you're saying that, please stop saying that because it just sounds so corny. Instead, we say, well, gosh, I, I don't know if you should choose us. Why don't you tell me a little bit about you and your property? I'll tell you how we operate. And then we can determine together whether or not our business is a good fit for what you need. That's a very, very different response, isn't it? I don't know if you should. Let's determine together whether we're a good fit for each other. Because we may not be a good fit for what they're looking for and vice versa. So our entire onboarding process, our entire screening process is built around that principle and understanding that we're not designed to serve every owner client. Principle number three, every owner client will have one and only one point of contact. Every owner client will have one and only one point of contact. Now this gets a little bit tricky because how am I gonna build a process around that. So what that means, if I'm going to hold to this principle, is my processes must be designed in such a way that an owner client has one point of contact and they know who it is. Hmm, that's a little bit tricky. So how do we design our new account follow-up process? Do I want my new prospective owner who just contacted our office and say, yes, I'm, I'm thinking of hiring you. Who should be the point of contact right there? Should it be a, a salesperson, uh, a business development manager? Should it be me? Well, if the principal is they're only going to have one point of contact, and by the way, that point of contact in our office is going to be our executive property manager. We call our property managers executive property managers. If it's going to be that executive property manager, then that executive property manager needs to be the first point of contact. So when a lead comes into our office, they're going to hear back from one of our executive property managers. And that executive property manager is going to follow principle number one, knowing that, gosh, or principle number two, excuse me, knowing that we may or may not be designed to serve you, Mr. Owner Client. But that executive property manager is going to say to that owner, hey, Mr. Owner, if we work together, just so you know, I will be your sole point of contact. It's me. If you have an accounting question, you call me. If you have a leasing question, you call me. Now, I may not know the answer to the accounting question. I may have to bring in our accounting department, but I am your sole point of contact. They say, well, Mark, that, that sounds hard. Why, why do you do that? The reason we do that is because in our industry, one of the top complaints of owner clients on all property management companies is, I don't know who to call. I call the office with a question on my statement and I get the receptionist and the receptionist says, oh, let me transfer you over to our accounting person. And then you say, yes, the owner says, I have a question on this charge on my accounting statement. And the accounting person looks into it and calls them back the next day and says, oh, well, actually that question needs to be answered by our maintenance person because it's a maintenance charge. So let me transfer you to the maintenance department. And then the owner's a little bit upset and then, okay. And then they ask the maintenance person, hey, why was this charge there? And the maintenance person says, gosh, I'd, I'm not quite sure uh, why that was charged. I think it was because the tenant had just moved in and something was missing. Uh, let me transfer you over to the leasing team. They might know something about this. You, can, you, you get the idea. You see where this is going. And now the owner's angry. There's no relationship. They feel like they're just a number. They're transferred around. Whereas for us, when that same owner calls in with that same question, they talk to their executive property manager. So now it's a... 
Hey, Sally, how's it going? Yeah, I haven't talked to you in a while. How's the family? Oh, good, good. How are you? Yeah, good. Everything going okay? Okay, great. Hey, I did have a question on this statement. There's a relationship that we can depend on. You know, underlying all of these principles is the foundational piece that we are a relationship-based property management company. Everything we do is relationship-based. We're not transactional-based. We're relationship-based. And that is going to flow its way through our processes and through our policies. Okay, where are we here? We said the job of a PM is to make problems go away fast. We said we are not designed to serve every owner client. We said that every owner client will have one and only one point of contact. Number four, maintenance is not a problem to be solved. It is a tension to be managed. Maintenance is not a problem to be solved. It is a tension to be managed. This is an important one, my friends. Maintenance is the hardest part of our business. It's the hardest part of our industry. Things break. Tenants get angry because they have no hot water. We call a vendor. The vendor can't be there for two days. By the time the vendor does get there, the part is backordered and it's going to take them some more time. Then the owner says, hold on, I want two bids. You're managing all of these issues. That's not a problem to solve, my friends. That's a tension to manage. You're managing a tenant who's upset because they don't have hot water. You're managing a vendor who has a lot of other people competing for their time, and they're trying to sometimes figure out a solution to a weird problem. You're managing an owner who doesn't want to spend money on that repair, or at least wants to spend as little money as possible. That's a management issue. It's not a solvable problem. You're managing those tensions. And when you can wrap your head around managing those tensions, it makes it just a little bit easier to accept the fact that people are frustrated because you're not looking for a solution. You're looking for what? Making the problem go away. Ooh, see principle number one. See how these things kind of flow together? Principle number five, the quality of a property is directly proportional to the quality of tenant it will attract. The quality of a property is directly proportional to the quality of tenant it will attract. So if you have a property and it's not quite up to your standards. You walk it with the prospective owner client and you say, hey, Mr. Owner Client, like the, these walls are kind of dirty um, and the carpet really needs to be replaced. And, and the stove, uh, the fact that like two of the burners don't work, we need to get a new stove in here. And the owner says, no, 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 it's good enough. Rent it as is. Have you ever had an owner say it to you? Rent it as is. And, and then you say, well, I don't think it's good. And they say, well, is it legally rentable? Like, am I breaking any laws by having the walls that are a little bit dirty and by having two burners on the stove that aren't working? Am I breaking any habitability laws? And you say, well, no, I don't think so. And they say, okay, then rent it as is. Like, what, what do you say? And by the way, you should go back and listen to one of our earlier podcasts on setting expectations with your owner clients. But what you do in that case is you say, well, no, 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 Mr. Owner Client. I understand it might be good enough for you to rent out, but it doesn't meet our company internal standards, which by the way, you want to have on your website. And then you say this to them, because Mr. Owner, here's what you need to understand. The quality of a property is directly proportional to the quality of tenant it will attract. And they say, what do you mean? And you say, well, the type of tenant who's okay with dirty walls and who's okay with only having two burners on a stove work that is not the type of tenant that we want to be managing. Because guess what else they're okay with? They're okay 
with paying their rent late, or maybe not at all. They're okay with not mowing the lawn, even though there are weeds all over. They're okay with not maintaining the property. Those are not the kind of tenants we want in the property. Instead, we want to attract tenants who do have high standards. So if we don't present a property that is of high quality, I guarantee we will not be able to attract a tenant of high quality. And if the owner still won't go for that, if they say, well, nope, sorry, not doing it, rent it as is, then you have a decision to make, don't you? You may need to step out of that and say, I'm sorry, I don't think we would be a good fit for you, Mr. Owner-Client. Why? Because of principle number two, we're not designed to serve every owner-client. We are on principle number six. The person who has the authority to spend an owner's money must be the same person who has the responsibility to tell them why we spent it. I know that's a mouthful. The person who has the authority to spend an owner's money must be the same person who has the responsibility to tell them why we spent it. So how does that play out in a process policy standpoint? Well, what it means is the person who says, yes, Mr. Vendor, fix that backed up toilet. Go ahead and replace the shower head. Go ahead and replace the water heater. Go ahead and repair the stove or replace the refrigerator. That is the person who has to say to the owner client, hey, Mr. Owner Client, we replaced your refrigerator. Because we want responsibility. That creates responsibility. It's very easy to approve an expenditure on a property if you don't have to be the one to tell the owner you spent their money. If you know that you're the one who has to say, uh, hey, Mr. Owner, I, I spent some money over here. If you know that's you that has to say that, suddenly your standards of saying, yes, Mr. Vendor, go ahead and fix that. They go way, way up because you're the one that has to talk to the difficult owner to get that done. So that means our process is going to be our one point of contact for the owner. See how these all flow together. Our one point of contact for the owner, which is the executive property manager, will be the one who says, yes, fix that thing. Spend the money on the property. Okay, last one. We've got more principles, but I'm only sharing seven with you here. And I'm, and I'm going kind of fast on these. We could break these down into much more detail, but you're getting tired of listening to me already. I know it because I'm getting tired of listening to myself so far. Principle number seven, never ask an owner what they think you should do. Never ask an owner what they think you should do. So when you call an owner with a problem, which we do from time to time, hey, Mr. Owner, the, the furnace went out. We can do a replacement for $6,000 or we can do a Band-Aid repair for $600. What do you want to do? Don't say it that way. You say, hey, Mr. Owner Client, bad news. So sorry to have to tell you that that furnace that was 20 years old, yeah, it finally went out. I know, I know, it's it's not not good news. Well, good news is that the tenant's okay, but we got to get it taken care of quickly. We have two options. We can replace it for $6,000 or we can do a Band-Aid repair for $600. Now, I highly recommend we do the replacement for $6,000 because the Band-Aid for $600 might last a week. It might not. Are you okay? And just want to make sure you're good with the replacement for $6,000. Make the recommendation. We never call an owner and say, hey, Mr. Owner, I uh, kind of got some bad news. Yeah, that, that tenant who's been late a couple times, they have no money. They, they said they can't pay Um they can't move. They, they, they're refusing to move. Uh, do you, are you okay with, with us you know, giving them another month? Or, or do you think we should file the eviction? Like, What do you think we should do? See, 
When you say it that way, my friends, you have given away all of your authority. You're the expert. They hired you as the expert, be the expert. So instead, you want to say, hey, Mr. Owner Client, bad news. Uh, unfortunately, the tenant did not pay their rent and they're not moving. Uh, we have already posted the property. The three-day demand ends tomorrow. At that point, we'll be sending the notice over to the attorney. We will get a court date set. set uh, we'll get a court date scheduled for as quickly as possible. Process can take a little bit of time. We'll keep you updated, but I expect to have them out in the next 45 days. Give them the details. Tell them exactly why the stuff matters. So those are just seven. Now, these are seven principles that we have in our office. I'm going to be sharing, by the way, in more detail uh, at some of these upcoming events. This is uh, the first session, the first session of our Visit Grace event, where 10 property managers come to our office and spend two days with us, is a deep dive session into these and many more principles. This is just a little snippet of the things that we do on that event. So if this interests you, if you think, yeah, I'd I need to have some better principles in place. Well, one thing you can do is come out to our office, spend two days. I'll give you all of our principles. I'll explain them all in a lot of details. But the more clarity you can get on your property management business principles, the easier it will be to create your processes. And just as importantly, the easier it will be to make decisions when you truly don't know what to do. When you think, gosh, I, I just don't know. This is a hard decision. Do I... Do I call this owner and tell them this or do I just do this thing? Like, I, I don't know how to write this into my management agreement. I don't know what, whether my process, do, do I call my owner before I sign a lease renewal? I, I don't know what to do. If you have principles in place, it will make your decision-making process so, so much easier. So what do you think of all that? Do you think it would be beneficial to your company to develop some clearly defined principles? Do you think it would make your business run smoother. It will. You know what else it will do? It will increase the value of your business because it smooths out your operations. A company that runs smoothly, that has great principles, that has great systems and processes in place is worth more than a company that doesn't. Did you know that your company has value? It is worth money. It's an asset. And so the question to consider for you property management company owners out there is what is your exit plan? What are you going to do someday, whether that's in six months or six years, someday when you think, you know, I, I think I'm done. I think I want to retire. I want to move on to my next venture. I'm just tired of this company. Did you know that your company has value and there are options out there? One of those options is to sell your company to an acquirer. There are companies that buy property management companies. One of those companies is Pure, P-U-R-E, Pure Property Management Company. This is a PM company founded and started by property managers just like us, and they actively acquire existing property management businesses. They've acquired over 70 different PM companies. They're in over 50, 50, 50 different markets right now. They can tell you how much your PM company is worth. Wouldn't you like to know how much your company is worth, even if you're not interested in selling right now? And if you're thinking of selling any time in the next three, four years, my friends, you need to start the process now. You can't wait and say, yeah, I, th I think I want out in 90 days. That's really hard to do. To get the most money for your company, you need to start the process early. You can reach out to my friends at Pure, 
We'll put a link to it in the podcast notes here, but it's pure, P-U-R-E, purepm.co, not .com, .co. Reach out to Jacques there. He can give you information, talk about valuations, help you determine how much your property management company is worth. And if it's a good fit, they will acquire your company. You have an exit plan because of Pure. Kelly reached out to us with a question. It says, Mark, how can I more effectively communicate expectations to my owner clients? Great questions, Kelly. The first thing I would tell you, Kelly, is right now pause this podcast and go back and listen to two particular episodes that we did specifically on types of expectations. Our number six, podcast six, talks about having rent-ready standards and we talk about expectations around there. And number 15 talks about owner communication strategies. Both of those talk a lot about expectations. But the short answer, Kelly, is have the information on your website. Have an owner FAQ page, which is just short and simple and sweet and easy. And if you don't have one, jump on our website, rentgrace.com. You can see ours, where you set expectations by answering questions. So for example, one of our FAQs says, these are, these are owner questions directed to us. Can I be involved in the selection of my own tenants? That's an honor FAQ. And then our little short answer says, no. As a full service property management company, we will do the full applicant screening and approve applicants based upon our standard scoring criteria or something like that. Now that's pretty straightforward, isn't it? That's an expectation. It says, do I, am I contacted in advance for repairs? And we will answer that question on our FAQ. So put the information on your website. Your website is more than just a marketing tool. It's a place to set expectations. Hope that helps. Kelly, Richard says, Mark, what are your thoughts on offering a tiered pricing model? I see that done in many markets. Whew, we need to do a whole podcast on that one. Richard. So a tiered pricing model, my friends, if you're not familiar with it, is where you offer different options to property owners. You can say, hey, we've got a we've got an A package, which provides you this, 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 and the charge is X number of dollars per month. Or you can upgrade to our gold package, which gets you everything in our A package. Plus, we give you free property inspections and one free movie ticket every six months. Or, my friends, we have a platinum package, which costs you X plus 25 per month. But this package also includes us buffing your car and filling it with gas every six months. So you, you, you get the point, right? It's, it's add-on type stuff. Personally, and this actually relates to what I talked about earlier under the principles of property management. One of our principles, we didn't talk about this one. One of our principles is we are a full service property management company. We're the experts. We do it all. Because of that principle, we would never offer a tiered pricing model because I want to be able to say to my prospective owner client, hey, Mr. Owner Client, here's what full service management looks like. It does this. You need that. We do this. We do this. We do this. And the price for those full service management things is X. I believe that's what an expert says. I think you lose some of your expertise if you say, well, you can choose this one or choose that one or choose this one because they want to know, well, well, which one's right for me? We, we don't give people options. You don't go to your, when you go to your doctor for surgery, he's not like, well, I can give you the gold platinum surgery, which includes full stitches, double laced, 
Or if you want to save a few bucks, you can just do the, the silver package and the stitches are a little more spread apart. They usually hold, but a little bit less. And we don't do a double scrub before we cut you open and we use cheaper soap. Or you can go for the super triple crown option, which includes five nights in the hotel with steak. They don't do that. They say, here's what you need. Here's the price involved. Why? Because they're professionals. And that's what professionals do. That's what your doctor does. It's what your lawyer does. It's what your accountant does. They don't have different tiered packages. And I believe you, if you are a professional property manager, it is a best practice to offer the price for the product you provide, not in a tiered pricing model. Now, I know that's controversial and there's a lot of PMs that offer and I'm not mad at you if you offer a tiered pricing model. I'm not saying you're wrong, but for us, we don't do that. Great question, Richard. Maybe we'll do a full podcast on that at some point in time. Hey, my friends, I hope this was helpful to you as you develop your business and you consider your principles. Jump on our website, pmbuild.com. You can see some of those principles. They come out in different videos that we've put together. You can also look at our system manual packages, the things we have in place. Or as I said earlier, use your enterprise bank credits to come out to our office, to purchase our forms package. It can help you build, grow, and protect your property management company, which is why we are here. Until next time, my friends, as always, I wish you success.